We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Talking Buffalo, featuring conversations with guests from around the world of sports, media, pop culture, and all things Buffalo, with your host, Patrick Moran. Hi, what is going on, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to another episode of Talking Buffalo, your weekday daily driver for Buffalo sports talk and more. I'm your host, Patrick Moran. Thank you for locking in, whether you're watching this on the video side, going back to back with my buddy Tone Pucks here today. The first one is actually going to be live on Facebook and YouTube. Then we're going to knock off another episode for Wednesday immediately after. What's going on, man? It's it's fun to not, or it's fun to have you on, I should say, not following a Bills game. But let me get right to your status here just minutes ago before we went on the air. Tone Pucks, Facebook, about to pull up to Patrick Moran's to hijack his stupid sports show with a breakdown of my yearly physical. Why Kenny Loggins is overrated and anything else I could think of unrelated to the Bills and Sabres. We'll get to your breakdown of your yearly yearly physical in a second. First of all, fuck with the Kenny Loggins slander, man. I don't like that here's, at all. Here, here's where here's where it starts for me. All right. I, I thought about that as I as I was and I've thought about it before, actually, but this time I knew it would it would stick with me because I didn't really have much else, you know, running through my head. I so I, on my ride over, you know, it was a, it was a pleasant ride. A couple rips off the uh, the packs oven, of course, uh, and then you know just belting out, um, you know who I, you know, you may not know as such, but who I, uh, who I know as Sir Edward Rabbit. Um, and as I was, uh, you know, as I often do when I go through the, uh, you know, the the Eddie Rabbit uh music library that's sir edward rabbit you didn't catch it the first time i did motherfucker i did not catch it the first time i did not catch it i call kenny sir kenny too you know that i do and that's and if you're going to you know anoint kenny loggins you know into uh, into knighthood then i'm gonna put eddie rabbit right there as well is all i'm saying all right that's all it's all i'm saying it's all i've you know, I mean, you've, heard, you've heard me make the, the comparison before, but, you know, between the two. Kenny Loggins ain't, no, ain't nothing but Eddie Rabbit with a hit soundtrack. Come on, man. All right. Kenny Loggins ain't nothing but Eddie Rabbit with a hit soundtrack. That's he, it. He's a movie soundtrack god. Movie soundtrack god, man. Footloose, Danger Zone, 
Meet Me Halfway. That's three movies right those there. Those songs kind of suck, no, they dude. Don't. Come on, man. I, I mean, those songs kind of suck. Again, and what's funny though is that you actually brought up Eddie uh, an Eddie Rabbit song without even knowing that I was going to reference Eddie Rabbit, which kind of lends itself <laughs> to you know to support my theory because you had sent me something. Uh, you sent me a video from when you were out on Saturday night trying to hear the song that was playing, and I wasn't able to make it out because it was a little loud. And then you told me today when I got here that it was just you and I. And I'll you know let's. I'm, uh, I'm not rare, even talking about rainy night. I mean, I'm not even. I'm not even talking about uh, that. A, a rare slow jam that you enjoy because you are not a slow jam. No, guy. not a so. not a slow jam guy. But you know, just you and I works. It it definitely works. <laughs> and you know, um, and I've always needed to have. I've always needed to have that conversation with you. And I thought tonight was as, as good a night of any. You know, with uh, with no bills and stuff like that. There are a few things I, I probably will, will need to get off my chest <laughs> related to you, but we'll, we'll, we'll start there. We'll start there. Well, I'll put Eddie rabbit up against Kenny Loggins. That's crazy. any day of the week. That's crazy. But I will admit one thing. I will confess one thing as much as I love Kenny Loggins. And I have quite literally written letters or emails to the rock and roll hall of fame on his behalf to try to get him inducted for what he's done for movie soundtracks. But it all seriously, and I did do that for real, but, I, he's a lousy live singer. Really? Yeah, he is terrible live. Um, I've never seen him in concert, but I've watched a lot of videos of him performing live. And every time I've ever seen him perform live, uh, I, he did a concert like on Sirius Radio that I listened to, and he, he's awful live. Now, maybe that's his, obviously his age. He, he's up there now in age. You ever hear your boy sing live, Eddie Rabbit? Like, you ever see a video of him sing live or he, only studio so sessions with him? No, I've, to, you know, I mean, <laughs> no, to you go. be honest with you, I've never fallen down the Eddie Rabbit live uh, <laughs> rabbit hole. I pardon, love it. Pardon that. Um, you you got to love a, a sports podcast that starts out talking about Kenny Loggins and uh, Sir Edward and, and, Rabbit. And Sir, Sir Edward Rabbit, which, by the way, I should have said right at the very top to uh, apologies for, I'd like to think at least a few people out there were expecting a podcast on Monday. There wasn't one. I was, um, a little bit under the weather. That's my official statement. My brutally honest with uh with the audience statement is that I was severely hungover all of Sunday and uh I just wasn't feeling it, man. I, I I sat down and thought about recording something once or twice, and I'm like, this shit is just not gonna happen. Man. The frequent the frequency of those stories is uh is increasing a little bit. I mean, they seem weekly now for someone who says ah, i can't do that anymore da, da, da. you kind of got <laughs> that is true you you, you you're it's kind of weekly right now everything all right it's just I'm I've, a got, I've, I've got numbers I'm if a... you if you need some numbers <laughs> on you know helping yourself out there a little bit you let me know i'm a i'm a saturday warrior but anyway feel better now uh we're at it today like i said tone will be on with me tomorrow as well we're going to talk bill sabers I, I feel for the bills is definitely do or die time for the sabers i feel like we're closer to that point than we really need to be considering that it's um early December. We'll get to both of those just a few minutes, but now I am a little bit intrigued. I'm not going to lie. You, you said you're, you're yearly physical. Yeah. Are you, are you know, health, clean bill of health, man? No, I don't have a clean bill of health. <laughs> I need blood tests for just about uh, everything you could possibly imagine. But, you know, I mean, it's just it's the usual stuff. Like, I don't have anything, like, you know, pressing that uh, she was, you know, I, mm. although, you know, something could always be found. You never know. But 
But it, the story behind the physical that fucking cracked me up, man, was I'm just sitting there, you know, and, and I actually have a little banter with my doctor, right? Like, Jesus, I, 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 25 years probably is my is my primary physician oh, really? going back to when she was on uh, on Delaware, and you know, and I'm always and I'm always giving her the same spiel. I'm like, oh, Doc, I mean, I know I've said this before, but. This time I'm just I'm I'm really worried about my health. I've I've gone back to smoking and I just and I just keep going and you know and then she calls me out on on you know having said it a million times before and doing nothing about it. But it just is in the in the middle of everything when she was checking in on like uh you know last time for this or, or that, you know, that guys my age, you know, uh, need to have done by this time. She asked about, you know. The old uh, the old colonoscopy, right? And she mm. was like, <laughs> she looked at it and says, "So it it looks here like your last one was in 2016 when you were convinced you had colon cancer." And I just <laughs> fucking lied. I mean, I just lied. And she didn't say it to be funny, you know what I mean? But it, it, the way she kind of put it out there, mm-hmm. I just I I lost it on the spot because I was like that. I, there's probably been five of those like if i was elaine you know remember like when elaine and seinfeld kept trying to get her chart or her her folder from the doctor i mean what i would see in there are like so many concerns through the years of like mild ailments or 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 just you know feeling a certain way that i that i was convinced was was fatal so it was nice to uh it was nice to to revisit one of those times with her in, in the most recent physical. But, you know, other than that, uh, you know, completely unhealthy for sure. Um, but I, I'm going to give myself some credit, though. I'm going to give myself some credit. I refereed three girls basketball games this weekend in the span of two days, which is I, I never double up. I don't know how they doubled me up, you know, for a, a tournament on Saturday. Um, but then Sunday's game, let me tell you something, man. Um, when all is said and done this year, the two teams that I refereed on Sunday will both be top five in the state. Uh, team from Albany came to, uh, to play a non-leaguer, uh, against O'Hara, which is, you know, the type O'Hara is the type of school that can go out and get the best from your Rochester's Albany's things like that. And they come here and play an early season game and, oh my God, right from the tip, man, it was just like, holy shit. Do I have to be? And I'm in no shape for this game, right? I mean, you know, I'm not hung over or anything, but it's eleven o'clock in the morning. I'm I'm just you know, most of the games that you do, they're like you know, six, seven o'clock starts, things like that. You you just don't get a lot of Sunday morning basketball games. So it's eleven o'clock in the morning and, and you know, and I'm still I'm still wheezing from the fucking cigarettes <laughs> in the night before and, and I walk into this gym and I'm like Fuck me, man! This we, I am about to <laughs> run. But the only reason I'm saying it now, I'm telling the story of of how like you know out of shape I am for it or was for it or felt going into it is because I would say that my partner and I acquitted ourselves pretty well for the caliber of of basketball that we were uh, yeah that we were asked to officiate at uh, at eleven o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. So. The physical notwithstanding, I'm still able to go out there and uh, and give the people what they want. And that's, <laughs> that's, people what they that's want. Qual- that's quality girls basketball refereeing. You know, I got to admit something, too. You said last week, it wasn't on the show. We were, t- I don't, I, when's the last time we talked before this? I, I don't remember. You're right. 
I know what you're gonna. I I'm gonna give you credit. I know what you're gonna say. I know. I'm gonna I give know. you credit because no. you called something and that I'm an idiot. not yeah. many people did. I'm an idiot because I didn't. I didn't you put called enough. It, I didn't put it enough Casey's? on it. Was it at Casey's or no? I, it could have been. Remember. It could, it, it, it no, could have been. No, it wasn't because then we watched the game last week at the house here. You, me, you, and our friend Jason. No, but Casey's well, was after the house. Case Casey's came. No, Casey's was first. Oh, Casey's that was, was I see, and then I seen yeah. our our friend twice in like right, three right. days who lives in California. But anyway, at some point during the week, we talked, and you said it in person. And I don't remember if it was after the Bills Philly game or sometime during the week. But you did say that watch out an upset alert is you thought Arizona had a really good chance to go into Pittsburgh and beat them. And they did. And so I, I, I got to give you. Yeah, I love that, that game, man. I love that game. The only reason I really paid any attention to it was because of the fact that I, I've started to look at the bills, uh, um, you know, the closest uh, contenders to, to the mm -hmm. wild card, um, what their schedules look like. And the minute I saw Pittsburgh, uh at the time it was five and a half by game time it went as much as six six and a half mm -hmm. but it just didn't it, it it didn't register with me man especially now with murray back i mean like kyler murray's just you know i don't think he's going to be a championship caliber quarterback but i i think he's a quarterback who's going to find his way to 17 points and I, pittsburgh didn't look like a team that um you know, that, that wasn't going to struggle to get to 17 just about every time they yeah. fucking, they lace them up, man. That, that may actually be less true now with Trubisky um, than it was with Pickett. But I just, you know, Pittsburgh, I thought was um, too big a favorite. And, and I just, you know, I, I thought we might be able to, uh, you know, to sneak a positive result out of that. And uh, yeah, man, you remember that and came, uh, Came, yeah, came, call, came, came quickly with the uh I'm a late uh, week to the party. I'm I'm Pittsburgh. I don't believe in Pittsburgh at all after this week. I mean, I didn't believe on in them too much to begin with, but uh I don't know. If you're a real playoff team, you don't lose at home to Arizona. And I, again, not that Arizona's trash and Kyler Murray is a good quarterback, but you gotta win those games. You wanna be a playoff team, you wanna have a you wanna be considered a team that legitimately can contend in the conference. You can't lose it. I'm not late this this late in the season. Too, but you know yeah, what I but mean? then so. it's like, but then what you know, so the advantage that they had going into that one, uh, you know, to lay that egg is they're coming right back with the Patriots on Thursday night. Yeah. So even a seven and four gets to seven and five, and you certainly I I bet I imagine Steeler fans looked at themselves at uh uh, at seven and four, and saw yeah, seven and five right now. Yeah, yeah eight and know, four. So they saw Arizona and New England probably nine is, wins. Yeah, sure, nine and nine and four. Um, so they weren't expecting to lose both of those. Yeah, man, Pittsburgh. Just I've been paying attention to Pittsburgh this year because I was on them early and fucking banged the shit out of skill players uh, on my one fantasy team. Yeah. Like I, it was a two quarterback league. I made sure I got Pickett. I got Deontay Johnson, uh, Najee Harris. I was all over. Like I thought Pittsburgh's offense was going to hum this year. Yeah. So I just happened. They just happened to be a team that I've been paying attention to. And they weren't a team that should be given six points to anybody. Before we talk bills, I, I got to tell you, man, my my biggest takeaway, and I know a lot of fans ain't going to like this takeaway, but my biggest takeaway from Sunday, and I guess it's for the whole season, but more specifically on Sunday, I think, what was it? Dan Marino's second year, 1984, when they went to their one and only Super Bowl. 
Oh, I think it was when he tore, tore it up through through he threw yeah. the forty eight touchdown yeah, pass five thousand yards. Year. That was his second year, and it was eighty four. And they played the, the forty. Then they got smacked by the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Uh -huh. My big takeaway is I think that might be a rematch. All oh, these I don't know how many years ago that was. Oh, the, um, the thirty nine years later, the Miami yeah. Frisco. Super I think Frisco is clearly the best team in the NFL right now. They have the best roster, and I've thought that all along. But they're starting to really put shit together. They smacked the shit out of Philly. They did what Buffalo did on offense, but they just didn't let their foot off the gas. They just kept pounding them, and that defense is so good, and they're so physical. And I think Miami is probably the best team in the AFC right now. Kansas City is weak on offense. Who's If they're not, I, I, I don't know who's better. I think Tyreek Hill, I, I've tweeted about this all day Monday, in fact, a couple times. I know he's like an asshole of a human being, but if we're talking football only here, I think you can make a very fair case to me. I think Tyreek Hill, if the season ended right now, would be very deserving of being an NFL MVP. I don't think he's going to win it because it's most valuable quarterback, and that's just the way the award goes. But he is the MVP of the NFL as far as I'm concerned. Miami's so fucking loaded, man. They are so good. So many horses. On I, don't I don't disagree about you know the quarterback statement that you made, mm -hmm. but I think the reason Tyreek Hill may not win that award is the perception of of him as a sure. as, as a human being I, oh, I absolutely think, i think a bunch of crusty uh sports writers out there and normally sure. while i when i call you know a bunch of uh a gaggle like that crusty i i don't uh i don't necessarily see things see the world as they do uh but in this particular case if they if anyone were to withhold an mvp vote for tyree kill uh on on the on the basis of his off-field um sure. transgressions i'd be fine with that um but i'll i'll give you it i i i'm i like to i like to pick a lot as a as a player as a player uh yeah i'm ready to i'm ready to say that that team is where they are and you know not just the team where they are but the quarterback in the conversation of um you know at, at least the second tier wherever you want to put them in the conversation i know some buffalo people you know, might want to bury him down a little bit, but the money will, uh, you know, the, the money will prove otherwise with, with two. I don't know if he hasn't gotten paid already. I can't, I can't even remember, but no, they've he, only picked up his option. He's making him on the coat. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's riding the coattails of, you know, probably the best receiver right now in, in, in this era. And he's just, uh, um, not just a game changer. I'm not being a hater. I'm not being a hater on game changer. I just, I think Tyreek Hill makes that offense. I, yeah. you take him out of that offense, kind of like the Bills would be with Stefan Diggs, and I think maybe even more. Yeah, and that's you, just you that's take the, him out, that's and they're the progressive. Nothing. There's nothing the, about them that scares me, but everything scares me when they have Tyreek Hill because they have great secondary weapons, man. Yeah, it's just the progressiveness of, uh, of, uh, McDaniel, and, and when he saw that, uh, that a guy of that, uh, with that skill set was, uh, you know, was available via trade. You know, I, I don't know how long he had been coached, but he went, he went to his owner or his GM or whatever. And, and, um, you know, played his first, played his first card and knew what he was, what he was getting out of it. Not just what he was getting out of it, but what he was able to do with it right mm -hmm. like mcdaniel knew what he'd be able to do with a tyree kill and, and a Jalen waddle you know and that's what that's why my i got no problem all right if it's not gonna be us all right i'm still um i don't know hey look i'm still in somewhat whatever uh on the bills but if it's not gonna be us i i think my rooting 
um, interest will go to Miami because I'll I'll take all the Mike McDaniel, uh, you know, Super Bowl buildup as I can. Now, as I say that though, I realize that I haven't watched a fucking minute <laughs> of the in-season hard knocks. Me neither, Daniel. So maybe I'm not you know that uh, drawn to. It. But at least when I when I see the clips and just uh, you know his style as a uh, as 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 a coach, um, I enjoy him quite a bit, and I I just don't have that. Uh, you know, that 80s, 90s rivalry, bad blood, uh, and certainly not the back and forth Twittering that uh, that we do with that fan base. I, I just don't have that for, for Miami. I'd, so I'd, I'd probably be uh, I'd probably be just fine with a, uh, with a Super Bowl like that. Are you? Especially with Shanahan, too. I mean, think about it. Like, he was the ball boy for, for Shanahan's dad. My God, these fucking storylines will write, the, write themselves for whoever whoever has, has that. I can tell you right now, if the Bills don't make the playoffs, <coughs> I, I will 100% be fully invested in the 49ers winning the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah? 100%. Niners, man. I grew up, uh, I mean, obviously, we were all Bills fans first and foremost, but, man, before the Bills got good, before Jim Kelly and all those days, when the 49ers were just that offense was so much fun to watch with Montana and Jerry Rice and Taylor and Roger they don't Craig. Look, they, they look somewhat we, like that team because yeah. it, it it is a short passing, yeah. you know, offense. And I don't say that to be critical of Purdy like I, I've seen – a little bit of today, like his downfield passing isn't all that. He's doing it because the skill players are uh you know are are doing their thing. But I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. I think um, you know, when you have a a fluid short passing offense, when you're putting receivers in position to catch the ball uh and and make plays, you know, after after catch, which I think our quarterback who I you know Look, I'm cool with Josh, all right? Like, I'm not team beat up Josh by any stretch of the imagination. I don't defend him the way, you know, some of Bill's Twitter does. But, you know, I, Josh is a better quarterback than Brock Purdy. Josh belongs in the, you know, top three conversation. Sure. But he's pretty mid at those short passes that put his playmakers in position to catch the ball and go. All right, Josh, like, ain't all all that at that particular pass, mm-hmm. and, and that's what makes you know San Fran hum, and it's fun, man. It's it's it's, fun, know, it's, it's, it's fun to watch you know Debo catch the ball and 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 break those tackles, and and you know McCaffrey just bang for you know for seven. They're just those those skill players are a lot of fun, and Kittle, you know, as a two way uh, as a true two way tight end, is as good a blocker as he is receiver. Um, and then, you know, one of the best X's and O's guys in the game, drawing them up. Uh, yeah, man, I, I, I think, I think San Fran, you know, yeah, man, let's, let's get, <laughs> let's get behind that. What's, what the fuck, what are they to win the bowl right now? What do you think they are? I know you I, don't know. I have no idea. All right, we'll get idea. to your next I have, well, I have no really idea. Well, something you said about the thinking? Bills kind of caught my attention a little bit because this is a team that's sitting at six and six. To be insured of making the playoffs, they're going to have to win out. To to have a realistic, decent chance, they got to win four out of five. But you sounded more in on the Bills now than kind of you did after the Jacksonville game when Milano and Daquan Jones went out for the season. You know, I a couple funny clips where you talked about, you know, the bandwagon on and off, and but they ain't winning shit. Is your tone changed somewhat 
This uh, is a wide open conference, man. They that, might not get in though. That's why, bro. That that's why. Your point of reference right there. Like I thought you were gonna say that I sounded much more optimistic, you know, today than say following the um you know, the Jets win or whatever. You know what I mean? I thought I didn't know you were going that far back. There's a couple of fans on that, by the way, we're watching a live feed. They hate, they don't like you talking about uh, oh, yeah. Miami. Tough shit. Roy Collins, I can never root for Miami to win a Super Bowl. Richard Rush, Miami fans are the worst. Yeah, they are. I get what you were saying, though. I didn't want to throw you off what you were talking about. Go ahead. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. That's just Bills fans being Bills fans. That's I'm cool. fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm fine with the Miami hate. I just, this version of Miami is not one that I hate. Believe me, though. You know, I was right there back in the day throwing the birds back at Brian Cox. I mean, it could me. change on week 18 with something on the sure. line. It could. But anyway, go, go ahead. Back to your point. About I like that. I like that you went all the way back to the Jacksonville game and, and how sunken I was then on the bills. All right. Mm -hmm. As far as and that, you know, that was a product of still believing that, you know, Joe Burrow was and the Bengals, all right, were still going to be a formidable foe. Mm -hmm. Kansas City had yet to really show the war. They they showed their warts, I think maybe a time or two, you know, uh, you know, by that point in the season, but not to the level of I think that they've shown them over the course of right, you know, what is now the, you know the three quarter pole of the season. So um, the op, the Bills, uh, oh, and and the Dorsey uh, Joe Brady change. Those are the biggies right yeah, there. The, the, big. the level of competition and how open it is if they get in and the change of OC um, is what has me, you know, feeling a little bit different. But I, I said this after the Jets game and I, I won't back down from it. Um, I think we might have been a week late on the change at OC. Mm -hmm. Or or if, if not a week late on the change of OC, then a couple weeks late on putting the ball back into Josh Allen's hands on the ground game. Because as much as we talk about, you know, the changes and how much better the offense looks with, with Brady than it did with Dorsey, I, you, you can't ignore the fact that they took the reins off Josh once they gave once once they gave the job to Brady. Like, if I'm Ken Dorsey and you fucking fire me and then all of a sudden you're letting, you know, my unicorn quarterback do things that you didn't let me do with him, yeah. I'd be like, fuck you, yeah. man. I'd tell everybody that. I'd be like, hey, he told me not to run him under any circumstances. <laughs> like, seriously, I'm saving my bacon yeah. with that. And and I, and I, you know, I'll die on that fine, man. There's only one person in, in, in at One Bill's Drive that makes the decision to, to stop Josh Allen from running, and that's Sean McDermott. And that's exactly what he did to Ken Dorsey, all right, and realized maybe a little too late that he couldn't do that anymore. So, you know, this is a different team right now when when we have that uh, the threat of, of his scrambles almost more so than, um, you know, than his designed runs. But, man, the competition is just so damn hard. That's exactly what Philly was. I said, I, after – the Jets. Yes, this is, I believe there is a, you know, sustainability in the change that I see in this offense, but man, the, 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 the competition I think is just going to be too daunting. We'll be right back in about five seconds. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, I'm back here with Tone Pucks. You're going to be back with me tomorrow. And tomorrow, I want to put this out there now. For tomorrow's show, I should say, I want to make sure that we spend uh, a fair amount of time addressing shit going on with Vaughn Miller. We're not going to get to that today because... I want to talk more about uh, Bills and Sabres and, and playoff pushes and, and stuff like that. But Just I real quick, sure. just so I know, and I think it's worth people knowing as, as well. So we're going to save Bond for the episode on, that, that'll come out on, on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yep. All right. We'll expect to probably get nothing on Bond today, Correct. Tuesday. Um, I don't think the Bills go back to practice they, until Wednesday. So, so I don't think McDermott will speak to the right, media until, until Wednesday. Until Wednesday, and this, this will have... Uh, this will dump on Wednesday, and and well, this will dump tomorrow. Yeah, Tuesday, yeah, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. Our next recording will be the next recording Wednesday. will dump Wednesday, right, so, and people won't have anything definitive on Von yet. Correct. As of as, as, as we're speaking right now, I, yeah, I would call it unlikely, but I want to at least make sure that right, we right, spend right. a couple minutes for sure. Um, diving in that a little bit because I think it's too important. And we're not going to wait ignore. now or the next or the next. No, the next. <laughs> all right. <laughs> the next show. I didn't get a chance to read at the opening there. I was, you know, chopping at the uh at the bit to uh you know to get into some of my more casual casual banter that I never get to uh to get in. But but I didn't even get a chance to really shoot back, you know, as you were going through the whole, hey, this is what we're gonna do. Like like I'm like stuck with you for like longer this than week than I really wanted to yeah, be. Yeah, that was definitely not in your plan. You found it out was about not in the plan. Five minutes before we started. Not recording. in the plan at all. <laughs> so with the Bills right now, you know what? Ask, well, this is, does pertain to the Bills, but also the Sabres too. And we'll talk more Sabres. We'll talk fuck a little them, Sabres. Fuck them. No, I'd rather talking, talk about like, where Shohei Otani's going to go this is a Terry, than that Sabres team. This is a Terry Bagula. Where, where is he going to go? What's your pick? I want to know that right now. Is he going to be a New York Yankee? I don't think he's going to be a Yankee. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna get the uh, Toronto. I think we're gonna get the, the the most boring result possible. Dodgers? No, he's not resigning. I think. I think it's possible, man. Really? Yeah, yeah. There's some. You think Otani go back to the Angels? There's some. There's a fair amount of buzz on on that. I don't want to say buzz, um, but. People are connecting some dots with just his creature of, of habit 
mentality and um I, you know who knows man maybe they made a pitch that uh you know of of, of how they're going to spend the money elsewhere i do think he wants he wants to win i think i'm just saying the angels because i just i'm preparing myself to be disappointed right i, I mean i think the angels would just kind of disappoint where would most. you like to see him go fucking toronto man yeah. that motherfucker you know the first ever <laughs> north american professional sports player to against a, uh, a, a contract of half a bill is playing an hour away yeah. you kidding me i want him in toronto all that's day fair. that's fair before I actually, I, I had a question I want to ask you, and I still Fuck ask you, you Sabers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hijack this. I'm gonna hijack every time he tries to get to the Buffalo Sabers for the rest of my life. I want, I want to uh, pull up a comment from uh, Roy Collins. He says, since the Jaguars lost Burrow out, Watson out, Richardson out, makes the Bills' chances still a reality. Let's add other players who can. Pickett's now hurt the quarterback for Pittsburgh, so. He's going to be out. I'm not adding him. I'm sorry. You're right. But I think that that Pittsburgh team is going to be better with Trubisky than they Houston, than big with. loss for Houston. Tank Dell gone for the season. I mean, that dude was a stud, man. That is a big loss to uh, to C.J. Stroud. Let's just give Roy his due. He added the big ones that I omitted with Watson and Richardson. Yeah, for although, sure. Although you might be able to argue that, that uh, Indy – has a better chance this year with Minshew, Minshew right than, now than, than they would have sure. with Richardson. That's fair. I think Richardson's, you know, although I'm basing that on ceiling. one overtime pass, which is pretty much all of the <laughs> Indianapolis uh, game coverage that I've seen so far this year. I listen, man, I, I think Richardson is going to be a stud, but yeah, right now, this season, the Colts Watson, be though, off. uh, Collins, uh, pointed out Watson and that, that one's big as, uh, you know, yeah, for sure. Speaking of piece of shits. All right. So listen, um, when you, when you look at that, and I'm not going to go through all the, the, the teams and all their records, it would take too long, but you got Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Indy and Houston. That's four teams that are seven and five right now. The bills. Can we agree that for the time being, let's not even consider the division when it comes to the bills. Miami's got three losses. You think you need to ask me that question? All right, well, I don't. I'm just, I was being rhetorical a little bit. But Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Indy, and Houston all are one game ahead of the Bills with uh, seven wins. They're seven and five. The Bills, of course, are six and six. And the conclusion that I came to was I went through conference records and I wanted to make sure I had this right. And I have it in my notes too. For people who may be wondering right now if the Bills tie with other teams for a wild card spot, how the tiebreakers go. One, a head-to-head -head sweep. They don't play any team that among those four on their schedule, so that won't be in the play. Two is going to be conference record. That is going to be huge, and if that's a tie, then it's common opponents, strength of victory, and strength of schedule. In Hang that, on, I gotta, I gotta just get but, in here right quick. It's not a head-to-head -head sweep. All right, it's, it's if three teams are tied. Oh, if three teams are yeah, tied. Right. Okay, my bad, my bad. I thought you were just right. Uh, I or if it's obvious, or if it's two teams tied, it would be head-to-head. -head, but none of those four teams the Bills play, so that won't come into play. But regardless. if they were to, if they were to end up, well, it depends on if you're including Denver. Well, I'm not including Denver. Right. They're six and six. Denver's certainly in the discussion. They're a game back of the four teams. They're the same record as the Bills, and they beat the Bills. So, you know, if it's the Bills and Denver who just by themselves finish in a tie, then Denver's going to get that. But if it's the Bills, Denver, and Cleveland, per se, and they didn't play Cleveland, then that tiebreaker gets thrown out. Anyway, it's that good. Be Con big. Conference yeah. record, okay? This is huge. The Bills right now have five losses in the conference, right? And with, again, when I'll go and do the schedules, Pittsburgh's five and three in the conference. Cleveland's five and three. Indy's five and three. And Houston 
is four and three. So if the Bills lose to anyone in these last five games, if you're saying, do the Bills need to win out or can the Bills lose a game? I'm tempted to say they can lose one game, but it's got to be to Dallas. Because if they lose anyone but Dallas, that would give them 10 wins, but they would have six AFC losses. And all those teams I just mentioned, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Indy, Houston, if they get to 10, that means they have no more than two losses the rest of the season. So they would win. That means they can't lose three more conference games because they only lose two more games to get to 10 wins. So they would lose pretty much any tiebreaker. So the Bills are in a lot. They're in a world of trouble with tiebreakers for the wild card spot right now. Puts me in a, a position where I, I, again, they win out, they're it. There's no question about that. If they lose an AFC game among these last five, they're they're going to lose any tiebreaker. So that matters. Of course. Yeah. Of course. We know we know the conference losses matter. You know, if you lose one in the conference, then you're uh you know, then the best you can be is six and six. And and chances are if you're tied with somebody, chances are pretty good that you know, they're going to find their way to, to seven and five, six and six mm -hmm. is not a very favorable, um, conference record to win, a, to win a tiebreaker, man. I mean, so yeah, you know, that makes, that makes Cincinnati or, uh, Kansas city here that much more important. Um, I think I said a couple weeks ago and I had yet to really look at the other team's remaining schedules. When I said this, I think we had a week, um, you know, of results, you know, maybe two weeks ago or something like that, where I, I said, I feel like based upon what's happening across the, oh, it was when all the injuries started happening. Mm -hmm. It was when Watson went down, when Burrow went down, you know, those were all within about a week of each other. I said, I believe that with, with what's happening in the AFC right now, that nine wins could potentially be in play, right. just in play. Right, 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 right. I, I said that a couple yeah, yeah, weeks yeah, ago yeah. and only after I, I, like, I think, I think it's, you know, some of these games that these teams have left may have been on the front end of the schedule and replace them with even some fucking mediocre teams on the back end yeah. that I, that I could have been right. But holy cow, there's one or two out there with just absolute cakewalks to the 10 wins cakewalks. And I think if you're a Bills fan, you got to identify that who that team is or those teams are right from the jump. I think Houston's probably one of them. All right. I think Houston has like, there someone, like, someone out there, you guys, someone out there has like two with Tennessee left and shit. That's, they that's Houston. They ain't losing those Houston, games. Here's Houston. They ain't games. losing those games. Right. So say if the, there's three wild card teams, and I'm going to go on the assumption that Denver falls off a little bit. They're six and six. Um, they still play the Chargers twice. They play at Detroit. They play at Vegas. I think they finish eight to nine wins. But Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Indy, Houston. If you want to be that third wild card team, that means you got to beat out two of those four teams. I think Houston, who's got seven wins. And they still play at the New York Jets. They play Tennessee twice. They play Cleveland at home. And they play at Indy. I, don't, I wouldn't say it's crystal clear easy, but it's very, very um, reasonable. You know, I'm just going to run through them. Indy, they play at Cincinnati, Pittsburgh at home, at Atlanta, Vegas, and Houston at home. Cleveland, they play Jacksonville. They play the Bears um, at Houston. They play the Jets at home and at Cincy in Week 18 since he's probably going to have that shit mailed in. So I would say Cleveland's got a great chance to get the 10 win just by beating the Bears at home, the Jets at home, and a depleted, demoralized Bengals team at the end of the season. It's not going to give a shit in Week 18. 
So my, my money would be in Cleveland getting the 10 wins. For All sure. right. Well, let me tell you a team that matters to the Buffalo Bills right now. That's, that's Cincy. I don't believe I don't I don't agree entirely with what you're saying that they'll, they'll be in mail it in territory. I think. I don't know. I just I, I think that coach, I think that team they got games against a lot that's of That's what I'm saying, bro. That's what I'm saying. Pittsburgh, you Pittsburgh know what? Plays them on the Cincinnati's the last team you want mailing it in right now, Agreed. man. Sure. All right. You want Cincinnati. Fuck it. They elevated McCarron today. If we got to go back, you know, to AJ McCarron and you know his, you know, Brent Musburger gawking wife or whatever. <laughs> I, I assume McCarron probably ended up marrying the girl, didn't he? Um ever? Do, do you remember? Yeah, I do. I yeah, yeah. But shit, man. I mean, Cincinnati is very important to the Buffalo Bills right now. And yeah, they play Pittsburgh. Um, and I do. I think. I, I I think a chance to keep Cleveland out. Uh, you know, at home to finish the season. I don't think Cincy's in in mail it in mode. The only team looking at the uh looking at the schedule. The only team that I think you know is is just a lock to get to ten. Uh, and and there might be eleven out there. Is is Houston? It's just really, really, really soft. Now, is it possible? Is it possible that Stroud could have a rookie type game against a stud New York Jet defense who's about <laughs> that? That Jets team is about to be like in the in the public eye this entire week with what Zach Wilson said. Like, nah, 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 we're good, man. We're good. It's like you when I asked you the uh, sure. fucking Bills game. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> Um, so it's in New York, too. Yeah, but I guess Houston could lose that one. But and and Vrabel will fight. Maybe I don't want to give him the two ten the two Tennessees. I don't know. I'm now I'm starting to talk my way into Houston. You know, it's possible. You said nine oh, wins. You is know, play. nine, nine, nine wins eight. is in play. I still I do think nine wins could be in know. play for the seventh seed. I don't think the Bills are in play getting nine wins for being the seventh seed. That means they lose at least two more games. And one of them has to be an AFC game. There's no way the Bills are getting in with nine wins. The Bills have to win four out of five to have a pretty good chance. I don't know what the numbers would be if they get to 10. I would probably put it at around 50 to 60% because I don't think three of these four teams are going to get to 10. I'm not counting Denver, and maybe I'm making a mistake doing that. Uh, you might be. It depends upon depends upon how much the Chargers are mailing it in. I mean, look at the sure. teams. Look at the teams Chargers on not, these schedules. They'll, lose at least, they'll at least lose one. Look at, these, at least to the look Chargers. at the teams on these schedules. You know, yeah. is Cincy mailing it in? They're going to be important. Are the Chargers mailing it in? They're going to be important. Oh, the by Jets the way, oh by the way, we play them too. Um, the Jets are playing. You got Cleveland, a Tennessee. You got a Houston. Tennessee team with uh, you know that you're going to be watching. Vegas. Vegas matters. They're playing Indy. Vegas is playing Denver. So yeah, there's a lot of these. Who the fuck did they even put Garoppolo back in? These are no, these know, are shitty. Anyway, well, it, for the Bills, it starts with one game, and they're playing the Chiefs this week. What what's your confidence level at with this game right now? I'm almost unreasonably confident. I'm just not that impressed yeah, with Kansas dumb. City. There's too many. There's 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 a lot of you out there with the unreasonable confidence right now. And it's just, yeah, I mean, you're setting yourself up um, for one last big letdown. You know, I mean, you, <laughs> I don't know if I can handle one more Philly fucking game. If the, the Bills, that's the just, that, yo, that is going to be this game. That's all I'm going to say. All right. And I'm not going to speak to my confidence level in winning it. I'm just going to speak to the fact that this is going to be Philly all over again. Maybe not the ebbs and flows of it. You know what I mean? Where we had the big lead and gave it up. Or, you know, the officiating that people still haven't shut the fuck up about 10 days later. Um, 
but I think it's just it's going to be a you know last possession type of game. And if I God, I hope not. It's just gonna be man. I hope not. If the Bills are gonna lose to Kansas City, I hope they get blown out. Man, put me out of my misery. That ain't gonna happen. Point, they're too, they're they're playing their they might be playing their best football of the season. So they're the not. I don't, I don't. Yeah. So I don't think they're gonna get blown out. Um. Well, they're playing their best offense of the season. No, I don't think they're going to get blown out. I think it's going to end up being a coin toss game, which, you know. Um, Kansas City's a three-point favorite right now, just for, for the record. Just, just yeah. snuck down to two and a half somewhere. I think, it? I think it'll go under a field goal. I think the money will be on the Bills. Um, I felt the same way going into the Bengals game, though. It's just I told you, I think the Bills are a terrible. I'm saying that I didn't think the Bills could beat Cincinnati because I think Cincinnati is just matches up too good against the Bills. Eh, That's how I felt. But you, like, the you liked how they Kansas match City. up against. I love I, I how just, they match up against Kansas City. They've been in there two straight years on yeah, the road. I so just, going just, there and winning is not something that they haven't done. They've done it two straight years. I'm not getting cocky about it. I mean, this is the fucking Kansas City Chiefs, you know, yeah, Patrick man. Mahomes, and they just look pretty shitty. And a loss to Green Bay here on uh, Sunday Night Football, you know. And they, I think we did. and they got something to play. They're in a dogfight right now with Baltimore and Miami as things stand, and Jacksonville I should throw in there too for uh, you know top seed in the conference. So it's not like this game doesn't mean shit to Kansas City. It's going to mean points. It means a ton, and that's yeah. why that's 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 why if you um you know if you take a step back and and you look at some of what you know, people wanted to dive into following that Philadelphia game. Um, you got a coin flip game, you know, a last possession type game with a coach that the majority of this fan base thinks really kind of sucks in those kind of games. You know what I mean? So that's, that. you know, I don't know that I'm one of those. I'm certainly not one of those people that think it's been enough, um, you know, 13 seconds and whatever we're calling Philly or whatever. I don't think it's been enough of that to say that, you know, it's an irreversible trend. I think it's still, I think Steve Tasker referred to this during the bye week. I think it's, it's still things that he might learn from and adjust to. I don't want him gone on the basis of him having hit a ceiling because of things like Philadelphia and 13 seconds. But until he proves, you know what I mean? Otherwise, you probably don't like your chances. And when I mesh that with the fact that I think, you know, it's going to be that type of football game, I don't like our chances. Let me, before we get out of here, I want to reference a, a great story Tim Graham wrote last week where he cited four sources that said Sean McDermott, two sources said there's a zero chance he's getting fired. And two other ones said it would pretty much take something catastrophic happening Let's assume, and then I want to do one more thing before we get out of here, but let's assume, just for the sake of discussion, the Bills find a way to, to lose another close game, a game where you're scratching your head and you're like, how the hell did this happen again? Whether it's a Sean McDermott, blatant error, or something, anything to lose a close game. Where are you at with Sean McDermott? I mean, do you still, do you buy the fact that there was pretty much next to a no chance that he's going to get fired regardless of how, like, say, this game and the rest of the season plays out. I don't want to feel that way, but I agreed with the article. I, I thought that before the article, too, but I just kind of reinforced it. I don't think Sean McDermott's in any danger, do you? Um, not, say, not, you know, not unless they collapse down the stretch. All right, so I'm talking, I'll even go as far as to say an eight-win season. All right. I I I I want to withhold, 
you know, so two and three. Then, two yeah. And three so, then? so uh, two, two things I think could happen. Uh, that that could put him in, you know, some hot water that maybe the people, uh, you know, in in Tim's orbit didn't, you know, don't maybe uh, account for. All right, two two scenarios. One is losing record. All right, eight or nine or worse. I think the I think the narrative could change a little bit. Uh, the other is behind the scenes stuff that we aren't privy to. All right, sure. Um, are some of the you know, very important players starting to not really believe in him or like him. You know what I mean? Is there somebody more important than Quentin Spain who feels like Quentin Spain left here feeling? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for Yo, sure, Quentin man. Spain, fuck, oh, for you're sure. cut. All for right? Sure. But, you know, who's the... But you, you see this with McDermott, though, right? Like, I, maybe he's not the same type of dude, but I, I feel like this year's Quentin Spain is Puna Ford and otherwise very serviceable. All right. Uh, and, and highly looked upon signing to be a piece that somehow or another landed in this coach's that this coach has no use for. That's crazy. This coach has no use. Third defensive tackle. Puna Ford, Quentin Spain. My point is though, to answer your question as far as, as far as, you know, getting sidetracked there, which, I like to do because it spawns. No, because I, I think you're making a good point, though, about the Thank personal you. the personal opinions of some players that matter might hold some weight. I, I could buy that. Josh Allen, that goes without saying. If Josh is down on him, and we don't know that he is, and I'm not suggesting he is, but if he is, and he were to go up to the Bagulas or, or Terry, at least after the season, that might hold some weight. I just, I don't see it. I want to steal, flat out steal from Howard Simon. Tell Bucks picks the bills. We got five left. So just let's just run through them. You don't need to deep dive into them. But let's start with this game. Playing the Chiefs. Who do you like? Let's figure out where you think they're gonna ultimately end. Look, bro, I'm gonna all I'm 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 not gonna do it the way you want me to do it. I'm gonna chunk it a little bit. I'm just telling well, you, ahead. I'm just telling you right now, I'm gonna chunk it a little bit. Uh I think we'll get one of these next two. We'll we'll all right, uh, that's so fair. pick pick it up. Pick it up there at seven and seven. So, all right. So, all right. So, between Kansas City and Dallas, you're saying they're going one and one. All right. So, then now you know you got to win these last three because we're not getting in at nine. And we've already painted that picture for everyone watching and listening today. All right. So, you're going to the Chargers on Saturday night. All I'm going to give you is this. All I'm going to give you is this. I'm not going one by one. I'm not. Not that I don't have the time or interest in it. I just, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure which one it'll be. One and one in these next two, two and one over the final three. Nine and eight. So you got a nine and eight. Then. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's certainly feasible. I said, I was asked this question. I said, I think they're either going to win out, which is entirely possible, by the way. If they beat the Chiefs on Sunday, I think the Bills went out. That is entirely possible. Dallas, Dallas they're a good team. Very but they're good. They like, are. They're a very good like team, but they're not, the same, good. they're not the same team on the road, though. I, I, I like Maybe Buffalo not. at home, especially if they beat the Chiefs. If they win those two games, I think they can win out. So I think getting to 11 is extremely possible. But I told people, and, I, and I'm going to stick with this too, if the Bills lose to the Chiefs, I think they go two and three and counting that game over the last five, which would put them at eight, eight and nine. Eight and nine. Eight and nine. Then we might the be Chiefs. having a, a Terry Bagula uh, discussion. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you, everybody who was on the video side live again. Um, wherever you get your podcast from, appreciate you listening. Coming right back with Tone Pucks on tomorrow's show. Uh, like it or not, we are going to get at least a little bit of Sabres talk 
And I do want to have a, a Vaughn Miller discussion. That'll be on tomorrow's show. And also I want to, um, I want to talk to you about Terry Bagula's decisions when it comes to extensions with both coaches on both his teams. Were they ridiculously premature? So we'll talk about that. Be right back with you uh, tomorrow. Talk to you then.